Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. God has truly been good to us, each and every one of us. He let us see the end of another year. In about an hour, we'll be in a brand new year. God has been good to each and every one of us. There's been so many deaths, so many car accidents, so many people that didn't wake up the same way they went to sleep. But we have been blessed to see another day. Today, we're going to take communion later on. And um, we do it the old-fashioned way. We wash the saints' feet. We drink out of one cup. We break the bread. We do it as it is written in the Bible. Today we're going to be covering a couple of scriptures about what Jesus went through for us and why we take communion. We're going to be covering Psalm 105, 18 through 19. And then Psalm 22, 11 through 21. Isaiah 50, 5 through 7, Matthew 26, 47 through 56, and then 62 to 68, and then Matthew 27, 11, 14, and 24 through 51. And I'll be reading John chapter 17, 1 through 26. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for all those that were able to make it. Lord, bless us in a very special way. Bless all those that are on their way, my God. Bless them in a very special way and grant them traveling mercies. Remember all those that would have been here but did not have the opportunity or the chance, my Father, to come, Lord. Bless them and reward them, Lord, and remember them. And Lord, remember all those that had an opportunity to come but chose not to, my God. Bless them, O Lord God. Speak to them. Change their hearts and their minds, O Lord God. And Lord, have your way in each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In John 17, this is the prayer that Jesus prayed for all of us. He prayed because he knew that his work was about done. God loved the world so much and he loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us. And when Jesus was here, he went through many, many trials, many tribulations, many afflictions. He took on our sin. He took on our shame, our disgust. He took all of that on himself. The Bible says he took on our sin and it made him look like he had a disease because you could see his bones through his skin. You could see that he was always crying. He was always weeping. It was so much for him to take on. It looked like he had a disease. 
and so much so until people told him, and it's in one passage that I didn't find, yet we esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was chastised for our peace, and with his stripes we are healed. He took on all of our, what we were doing, all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our unholiness. The Bible says that our righteousness is as a filthy rag with God. He took on all of that, and it made him look bad. It looked like he was full of a disease. It looked like he was always sick. But that's how our sin looks in the eyes of God. Disgusting. It looks so bad in the sight of God. But Jesus took on that for us. But right before he went to the cross, he prayed this prayer in John 17, verse 1. And it says, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Each and every one of us has a job to do. We all have a calling on our life. We all have something to do. And if we stand before God at the end of the day and our job is incomplete, we're not going to make it into the promised land. If we have buried the talents and the gifts that God has given us and failed to use them, we're not going to make it into the promised land. When God gave us a calling, he gave us a calling for a reason, for a purpose. And we have to use it to the fullest. Jesus used it all the way to the end. He did everything that God commanded him to do. And right before he died, he prayed this prayer for each and every one of us. Verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest unto me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. When we do the will of God, Jesus is glorified. When we let our light shine, Jesus is glorified. When we do what we're supposed to do, when we meditate and we give God glory and honor and praise and our light shines in this world, we give God glory. His Son is glorified every time we do what we're supposed to do. His Son is glorified. Jesus receives all the glory and all the honor whenever we are obedient, whenever we do what we're supposed to do. It goes to say, and now I am no more in the world. But these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, 
that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them unto the world. So Jesus is saying, I'm sending them to the world. Even today, Jesus is sending each and every one of us. We all have a purpose in this life. We all have a calling. We all have something to do. We weren't born for no reason. We're not alive for no reason. We're not here today for no reason. We all have a reason and a purpose in this life. And if we fulfill that purpose, this prayer is for us. If we're not going to fulfill that purpose and we're going to be entangled with the world and we're going to want to be with the world, then this prayer is not for us. Because he said, I don't pray for the world. I pray for them. So as long as you are in the will of God, this prayer is for you and I. But if we step outside of the will of God, this prayer is no longer for us. It's not for the world. It's for those that believe on the Son of God. It's for all those that believe on Jesus Christ. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for thee alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they also may be one, as thou, Father, are in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Jesus is saying, God, make them one with us. If we are in the will of God, we are one with Jesus. We are one with them. We are of the same body. We are of the same spirit of God. It makes me excited to know that the creator of heaven and earth has said, I will make them one with us. God is God above all gods. He is so high and lifted up. And yet he loves us so much that he says, I'm going to make you one with me. He didn't say that he was so high above, there's no way you guys are beneath me and that's the way that is. It is, should be that way probably, but he loves us so much that he said, no, you're going to be one with me. As long as you believe in my son, you will be one with me. God is a God of unity. He's a God of compassion. He's a God of love and he loves unity and he made it possible for us to be in unity with him. He made it possible for us to become one with him, although we don't deserve it. Yet he loved us so much, he made it possible. It excites me to know that we are adopted in the royal family. We can't have a better family than what we got. There is no such thing as a better family than what we got. We are adopted in the royal family. 23, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one 
and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. God loves us as much as he loved his only begotten son. You can't have better love than that. To know that the creator, the father of fathers, the God of gods, the Lord of lords loves us that much. What greater love can we ask for? We can't even love each other that much. Our love for each other is hatred compared to how much God loves us. He loves us unconditionally. Look at how messed up we be some days, and God is still there. We make mistakes, and he doesn't count it against us. We sin on purpose, and as soon as we say we're sorry, he's right. We don't even do that to each other. Let somebody hurt one of us bad enough. We'll hold grudges for years. But Jesus isn't like that. God's not like that, and he's telling us that this is the kind of love that we have, but we also need to share this same kind of love with each other. If somebody does us wrong, we need to have this same kind of love to overlook it, to just try to see the best in people and not the worst. We need to have this kind of love that no matter what they do to us, we still can pray for them and still have love for them the same way that God loves us. We need to have this same kind of love. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. We can't have a better life when we got Jesus. We can't have a better anything when we got Jesus. And then he said, he told us in another place, I go away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, there you will be also. And right here he's praying to God and he's saying, Lord, let them come and see the glory that you gave me. He's always making a way. God loved us so much that he sent his son to make that way for us so that we can eat of the tree of life. We can be a partaker of this through his son, Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. But with Jesus, all things are possible. We're going to Psalm 105, 18. Whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Now these are some scriptures that we're going over of what Jesus went through. When they condemned Jesus to death, they threw him in prison. They locked him up. They put him in fetters of iron. He was innocent, didn't do anything wrong. And they falsely accused him and locked him up. They hurt his feet with the fetters and they laid him in iron. We have comfortable beds. And that worst case scenario, we can lay on the floor and it's padded, but not him. He had to just lay on flat iron, and you know that stuff's not warm. And it was the season that they were doing this was cold. It was winter when they were doing this. So he had to be shackled up, and his bed was iron. And you know they didn't give him a nice blanket and jackets and keep him warm. They didn't do all of that. They were angry and envious. And when you are envious of somebody, your hatred is cruel. You will do what you can to make them miserable and hurt them. We're going to Psalms 22, 11 through 21. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. 
Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint, my heart is like wax. It is melted in the mists of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, hasty to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I can imagine Jesus praying this prayer when he was on that cross. Because the Bible says that it was dark from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. And he was on there for three hours in agony. They beat him so bad till the Bible says that it was beyond recognition. You couldn't recognize who he was. But he let them do that for you and I. They beat him so bad till the Bible says that all of his joints were out of place. That is a bad beating. That is a bad feeling to walk around and your joints are out of place. I've twisted my ankle a couple times before and that ain't no fun. And for all of his joints to be out of place, they beat that man like there was nothing better to do. And he took it for you and I. I could imagine those three hours on that cross probably were the longest hours he ever had to wait in pure agony for you and I, just so that we can have a right to the tree of life, just so that we can go and be with our creator, just so that we can be free from sin. He took it. He let them. He's, he could have fought. He could have got it over with. And when Peter did try to fight for him, he said, don't you know that I can call for 12 legions of angels? But that's not why I'm here. They beat Jesus so bad, you can't recognize him. And he hung on the cross for you and I. Isaiah 50, verse 5 through 7. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. You know, a lot of times just out of reaction, if somebody is going to hit you or whatever, just out of reaction, you block. But he didn't. He knew what they were going to do, and he let them. He put his face right there so they could. They were so angry, they would rip his hair out of how much hatred they had and how envy they were and it wasn't just people it was the devil trying to win using people when people do you wrong a lot of times it's not that person it's just the devil in that person so instead of us getting mad at each other we should just go and pray that the devil will leave that person alone instead of taking it out on one another we need to take it to where it started and that's with satan if he wants to fight you go and fight him don't fight somebody that is just using because sometimes people don't even know what they're doing but the devil does, spitting in his face, plucking his hair out, and he didn't stop it. That's a lot of love. That is a lot of love to just stand there and take it. Whipped him so bad on his back till the blood ran out and he just let him. He didn't try to stop it. He didn't try to make it easier. He did it just so you and I could live. So that we won't end up in hell at the end of the day. Because if Jesus went to went through that, we all were destined for hell. All of us. There was not a soul that was going to make it into heaven. But because of Jesus Christ, we all have a chance to get to heaven. Now, we still need to make that choice. 
Do we want to go there or do we want to burn? We have to make that choice. But Jesus made it possible that we have another choice. Before we didn't have a choice, now we do. We're going to Matthew 26, 47 through 56. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and stakes, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? In that same hour said Jesus to the multitude, Are ye come out against the thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled, and all the disciples forsook him and fled. This is the beginning of what Jesus started going through in his last hours, in his last couple of days that he was with us. You know, it's a, a terrible thing to be betrayed, but it's even worse to be betrayed by somebody you trust. Somebody that you sat down and ate with, somebody that you called a friend. It's worse to be betrayed by those people. Judas Iscariot was part of the twelve. He went with Jesus. He had the power. God, Jesus gave him the power to heal the sick and cleanse the leper and raise the dead. Jesus gave him that power. Jesus sat down and ate bread with all of them. And he was the one that was guide to them taking Jesus and betrayed him with one thing that they used to hold so sacred, and that was a kiss. The Bible says later on to greet one another with a holy kiss. The kiss back in the day, it meant something. It was a sign of sincere respect. And he took that and betrayed him with it. With something that was most sacred, something that was really honored and valued, he betrayed him with that. And Jesus took it. He let it. We need to start thinking in this next year that comes up, if Jesus could do it, we could. If somebody could betray him and he knows they're going to do it and lets them do it anyway because of the love he has, we could do the same thing. We can love those that betray us, love those that hurt us, love those that talk about us because if Jesus did it, we could do it. This next year needs to be a little bit closer to God. This next year, we need to walk a little bit closer to Jesus because we don't know when he's coming. We don't know when the end's going to be. We don't know when our last breath is so we need to live every day like it's our last day because we have no idea when jesus is going to call us home verse 62 through 68 and the high priest arose and said unto him answerest thou nothing what is it which these witnesses witness against thee but jesus held his peace and the high priest answered and said unto him i adjure thee by the living god that thou tell us whether thou be the christ the son of god jesus saith unto him Thou hast said, Nevertheless I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power, and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest rent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy, what further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. What think ye? 
they answered and said, He is guilty of death. Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy and test thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Jesus was in a, in a really, really, really tough situation. Because they were saying, if you don't tell us that you're the Son of God, you're a liar and we're going to kill you. But if you do say that you're the Son of God, then you're speaking blasphemy, so we're going to kill you. So it was a, a, a lose-lose situation with Jesus. Although they brought up so many false accusations and they accused him and he just held his peace, but a lie can never overcome the truth. So they could never be able to crucify him, so he had to give them a reason. Because all their lies were not going to prevail because a lie cannot prevail against the truth. So their false witnesses, their lies, their accusations, none of that could get them to crucify him, so he had to give them a reason. And so then he told them the truth, knowing what they don't want to hear, and then they condemned him to death. That's how much he loves you and I, that he made it possible, gave them a reason to kill him, because they couldn't on their own. That's why he said, I, nobody took my life. I laid it down for you. Nobody took it. I laid it down. Because if he wanted, gave them a reason, he still would have sat there and they couldn't do nothing. Because a lie cannot overcome the truth. Chapter 27, 11 through 14. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. And then 24 through 51. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person, see ye to it. Then answered all the people, and said, His blood be on us and our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldier of the governor took Jesus into the common hall, and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him, and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit upon him, and took the reed, and smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him, and put his own raiment on him, and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, whom they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him, and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And above the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man called for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. After all of that, Jesus hung his head in bed when it was finished. When he knew that his work was done, when he knew that all that God had given him to do was done, he hung his head and died for you and I. And that veil that was separating us in the, in the temple, it was a veil that only the high priest could go behind once a year. And other than that, nobody else could go behind that veil. It was for the high priest only. But when Jesus died, it rent that veil in twain and, and it made a way for everybody to go in the holies of holies. It made a way for you and I to go to God directly. We don't have to wait for somebody to go to God for us. We don't have to wait for the preacher. We don't have to wait for the deacon. We don't have to wait for our families. We can go to God ourselves. We can go straight to him. If the pastor or the preacher or the deacon's living a life and is messing up, that doesn't harm you. You can go to God yourself. If the whole congregation wants to act funny and one person wants to do good, he can do good. We have a right by what Jesus went through that we can go to God ourselves. We don't have to wait no more for people. Back in the day, the Bible said that the leaders of the people caused them to err. And still to this day, there's some pastors and preachers in the churches that do things a lot for money and do cause the people to error, but people don't have that excuse anymore because now we all have our own selves to blame if we don't make it in. Because Jesus made it possible for us to go individuals by ourselves. We don't have to wait for nobody. We don't have to wait for the priest to give a sacrifice. We can give a sacrifice. We're supposed to live a living sacrifice. We're supposed to be that sacrifice of thanksgiving and the sacrifice of praise is what we're supposed to lift up today and always. God has been so amazing to us and all that he sent his son to do and the right that he gave us. And now he says that we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places because of his son, Jesus Christ. Now we have that right. We have all of it. We don't lack any good thing. Right now, we're going to go ahead and get ready to take this communion. This is what we do in remembrance. We're reading out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. As often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever eateth this bread and drinketh this cup of the Lord unworthily 
shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. Let us stand, please. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this day. Thank you, my Father, for the body that you broke for us. Thank you, my Father, for the blood that you shed for us. Thank you, my Father, because without you, we would not be here. Without you sending your Son, we would be lost. Thank you, Jesus, for enduring the cross. And we eat of the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for us. We eat this bread in remembrance of what you went through, Jesus. Of how they beat you beyond recognition. How they pierced your hands and your feet. How you shed out all of your blood for us to have a right to the way of the tree of life. We eat this bread, my God, in remembrance of you. And Lord, give us life in the name of Jesus. And let us be your disciples throughout this new year. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us eat of the body of Christ in the remembrance of Jesus Christ, of what he has done for us. Thank you, my Father, for the blood that you have shed for us. Lord, let this be the new covenant within us, my God, as we drink of the blood of Christ. My Father, let us be a partaker of this new covenant, that we will live for you. Abide in us and let us abide in you. Make us one with you. Make us one with the Father. Make us one in unity, in the spirit of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. They sung a hymn. I don't know what hymn they sung, but we will sing a hymn. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
another day. Thank you, my Father, for this opportunity that you have given us to eat and to drink of your body and your blood, my God. Thank you, my Father, for saving our souls. Thank you for making a way for us to enter into the holies of holies. Thank you for the blood that you shed for us. Thank you for the body that you broke for us. Thank you, my Father, for loving us so much that you sent your only begotten Son to die on the cross for our souls. Thank you, my Father, for the opportunity to be a part of your body. Thank you for the opportunity to be adopted in the royal family. Thank you, my Father, for being so gracious unto us, my God. Lord, as the new year comes in, Lord, don't let the old one be the same. Don't let us do the same thing this year as we did last year, my God. But bless this year, my God, to be strong. Bless this year, my Father, to be more for you. Bless the fruit of our lips and the work of our hands, God. Bless us when we're at our jobs, my God. Bless our light to shine, God, no matter where we are in the name of Jesus. My Father, fill us with the double portion of your Holy Ghost and fire, my God. My Father, let us be closer to you this year, God. We thank you for blessing us to see another here in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let each and every one of us speak with your tongues. Let us use the gifts that you have given us. Let us use the talents that you have given us, my Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. My Father, we Remember every possible, yes, Lord. Remember every situation. Yes, my Father, lift up a standard for us, God. Fight for us this year in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, let your blood prevail, Lord. Let us do good this new year, my God. Let this year be for you, O God, in the name of Jesus. Let this year, my Father, be prosperous in you, Lord. Let our hearts be closer to you, my God. Yes, Let our eyes be stayed on yes, you, Lord, Lord God, yes, in the mighty name of Jesus, for you are worthy to be praised. Yes, bless yes. our going down and bless our coming in, yes, Lord God. Lord, bless the fruit name. of our lips and the work of our hands. Yes, bless us when we sit Jesus down. Name. Bless us when we arise, yes, Lord. Bless us Jesus when we name. sing in the name yes, of Jesus. Lord, yes. Bless us when we testify, yes, Lord, Lord, in the mighty in name of Jesus. Bless us when we read your word. Bless us when we meditate on you. Bless us, my God, no matter where we are. My Father, bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. My Father, bless us when we play instruments. Bless us, my God, when we go through something to count it all joy. Because you said if we suffer with you, we will reign with you. My Father, don't let the problems this year look so big that we forget who you are. Because we have a God that is so strong. We have a God that is so mighty. We have a God that is loving through the battle. We have a God that can do all things. We have a God that can do all things.
have a God that loves us so much and help us to love one another, my God. Help us to love each other the same way that you loved us, Lord. Help us, my God, to forgive those that have done us wrong, Lord, into this new year. Don't let us take any grudges into this new year. Don't let us take bad thoughts into this new year. Don't let us hold on to the world, God. But my Father, let your light from heaven shine down on us. And if you find anything that should not be, take it out, my God, and set us free in the mighty name of Jesus. And we will grow and bring forth fruit, Lord. Don't let us be like that big tree that is full of leaves and has no fruit. Don't let it be that we look good, my Father, but let it be that we are good, that we bring forth fruit, even a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless us when we're driving up and down these highways. Bless every business that we have started, oh Lord God. My Father, bless all those that give to this ministry. Bless everyone that is a part of this ministry, Lord God. My Father, strengthen us. Remember Uriah. Remember Omar. Remember them in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember Laura and her children. Remember Allison, Lord God. Remember those that would have been here but could not make it, my God. Remember all those that are here, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as this ministry grows farther, Lord, bless us to increase in you, Lord. Let us face every fight, my God, with you on our mind. For you will never lose. And Lord, therefore, we won't lose. Because we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. My Father, bless this church, oh Lord God. Bless this church this year, my God. Bless every member. Bless everyone that walks through the door. Not to leave the same, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. My God, we thank you and we praise you for these precious moments. Lord, you have done what the world could not do. You have made a way for us, Lord. Help us not to take it lightly, oh Lord God. Help us not to take this year lightly, my God. But help us to give you glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. My Father, for you are worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. My Father, if we have done anything wrong, Lord, if we have done anything amiss, my God, remember us and forgive us, my God. Blot out all of our transgressions in the mighty name of Jesus and make us holy and make us righteous, Lord. Bless us to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Have mercy upon us, O Lord God, according to the loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out our transgressions, wash us thoroughly from our iniquities, and cleanse us from our sins. For we acknowledge our transgression and our sin is ever before us. Against thee, the only, have we sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. 
My Father, if we had not sinned, you wouldn't have had to send your Son. But we thank you for sending your Son. We thank you for sending and making a way for us to be reconciled back to you, God. We don't take it lightly. We don't take it lightly, my God. For you are worthy to be praised, my Father. My Father, this year, let us be turn our loins about with truth, O Lord God. Put on us the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith, O Lord God. My Father, shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And help us to pick up our cross daily and follow after you. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, watch our mouths, oh Lord God. Don't have the sin have control over us, Lord. Keep us from the presumptuous sins, Lord. Don't let anything have dominion over us, Lord. Creating us a clean heart, oh God. Help us to a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us, Lord. My Father, let us stay in your will this year, oh Lord God. Let us stay in your will, God. My Father, we thank you and we praise you for you are worthy to be praised. You are holy and you are righteous. You are God above all gods. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the mighty God. You are the beginning and the end. You are Alpha and Omega. And we thank you and we praise you, my God. You've been so good to us, Lord. You've done what the world could not do. This joy that we have, the world didn't give it to us. This peace that we have, the world didn't give it to us. And the world can't take it away. We thank you and we praise you, my God. Lord, I thank you for these precious moments, my God. Lord, bless our light to shine this year more than it shined before, Lord God. Bless us, O Lord God, to do all that you command us to do, Lord. We are your servants. We are your people. We are your children. And we thank you for correcting us. We thank you for chastening us, O Lord God. We thank you for loving us, O Lord God. My Father, bless us to love one another. You said by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Thank you, my Father, for these precious moments. Lord, dismiss us from the gathering, but not from your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Our last scripture is John 13, 31 through 35. It says, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say unto you, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if 
love one another. Happy New Year! Lord my God, as we wash each other's feet, we are not washing each other's feet, but we are washing your feet, my God. The same feet that you took nails in to the cross, my God, are the same feet, my God, that we are washing today. You said if you have washed the, the, your disciples' feet, that they should wash one another's, my God. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you, my God. Lord, bless us and keep us. Wash our feet, my God, that our steps will be clean and order our steps in the world. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you and we glorify your wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus. The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart, to live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you. And may He forever keep you.